0: You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. Making Money Online is sponsored by Nicola J. Rowley PR, helping entrepreneurs and brands get visible through strategic storytelling. If you're serious about being seen and impacting the lives of others, harnessing the power of PR is the best way to grow and scale your business. Visit njrpr.com for more details and read Nicola's best-selling book, The Power of PR. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I actually have a guest with me today. I'm going to introduce her straight away. Um, I have Emma McElhinney here, who is a Body and confidence transformation specialist and works directly with entrepreneurs on the issues that they have when it comes to, you know, being visible and having body confidence. Let's welcome Emma first of all and we'll go straight in. So, hi, Emma, welcome to the podcast. Hello there. I am delighted to be here. So, let me talk to you a bit. Why do you focus on entrepreneurs in this kind of specialism?
1: I didn't always focus on entrepreneurs. When I first started working with women, I just worked with professionals, you know, women that really had a desire to, to change their body and their confidence. But since becoming an entrepreneur and realising how important it is to be able to put yourself front and centre, and a lot of the women that we work with that are in my audience are in the realms of coaching themselves they're coaching other people and they have to you know stand up and be the leader and for some women especially the age range that I work with it's typically kind of 40 to 55 you know there's all these changes in their bodies and their mindset and their energy levels due to hormones that it can really knock her confidence and it can really knock her ability to stand up and be the person and the leader for their clients so that's really why I do focus with entrepreneur women.
0: Yeah, it makes complete sense. And I'm with you on the whole after 40. um, Things are things are different. And you do start feeling um, less confident about how you look because you've been used to seeing yourself a certain way. And then things start changing. I find it really difficult sometimes because I'm a big advocate of body positivity. And, you know, I am a bigger woman, I'm a size 16 to 18. Um, I know lots of people that are that big and very happy being that size. And I fluctuate between being happy with that and like, yeah, we can be whoever we want to be. Um, and weight shouldn't be a, even a thing these days with I don't feel as confident on this stage as I used to feel. And I'm a believer that you you can be happy at any size. And I'm not saying that everybody should, you know, want to change what they look like but I find it difficult sometimes because sometimes I do want to want to you know for not just for health reasons but for reasons of how I look want to feel a bit differently about my body um because I'm now over 40 or 45 and I have this fight with myself how do you deal with the whole body positivity part of it
1: it's a really really interesting topic and it's one that I love to talk about so I'm with you I believe you can be absolutely happy and confident no matter what your size and shape. And I'm seeing that more and more in the space. Like women are coming to me and they're like, I do want to lose weight because I don't identify with my body the way it is, but I don't want to lose weight to be thin anymore. I want to lose weight because I know that will help me have more energy or I know that it will help me with the hormonal changes that are happening. But it's a huge part of trying to shift that whole belief system of you must be skinny to be happy because that's not true at all. Definitely you know, I have true. I have been trolled, like I'm 45 this year. I'm not ripped, so I'm not a size eight. I'm a 10, 12, depending on what shop we go into. And it's, you know, I have struggled with that myself, whereas in the past I have been a size eight and I have had muscle and I have been ripped, but that's not achievable in the world that I live in now. It's not achievable or realistic for me as a 45-year-old. Business owner and mum that's doing all the things. Health is more important to me now, and feeling good and being able to get up and go. You know, we're quite an active family. We do a lot of hill walking and paddle boarding. It's important for me to be able to take away the caravan and be able to climb a mountain with my eleven year old. So that's the focus that we put on it. Is it? It's your ability to be the person that you want to be, not am I size when not about what other people think. And I think there's
0: something to that because my health has been really not great. I'm I'm pre-diabetic. Um, and I think I've brought that on a lot myself by going, I can eat what I want. No one can tell me what to <laughs> do. <laughs> I can look like what I want to look like. And, um, you know, that we forget there's health implications in that sometimes. And um, I'm definitely now at this space where I'm like, okay, it, I used to be able to just not eat a couple of meals and drop a stone. <laughs> Um, (laughs) and that that used to be able to happen then I'd feel more healthy and I'd feel a bit fitter and um it's not like that anymore my hormones have completely changed how that happens and we mess with our bodies so much don't we like we we play star for for a while and then we we eat everything we want to and I think that's not had a great impact on me and my friends when I talk to them about it
1: that's a that's a really common Action, and that's actually something that we work a lot on. Is as you know that food freedom? I don't like calling it heal your relationship with food, but it's more about you know food freedom, being able to have a consistent approach to your nutrition where you don't feel like oh my jeans are really tight. I'll just starve myself Monday through Thursday, and then you dive headfirst into a family pack of kettle chips. You know, having kettle chips is actually a fundamental part of my life. It's not something I don't believe that we should cut out anything. I believe that we should have what we want probably in moderation because, you know, our metabolism doesn't work as much as it did 10 years ago. But when we start getting into that place of, you know, we're under-eaten and then overeaten that messes with our confidence as well because we're like, I'm so good at what I do. You know, we work with really successful business owners, exceptionally good at what they do. When they can't control something, and they're used to being quite type A personalities, quite control freakish in their actions. When they can't control something, that really messes with their head as well. And it's been able to adjust. You know, we, we talk about limiting beliefs when it comes to money and money mindset. But we have the same challenges when it comes to food and our bodies. We have all these limiting beliefs going on as well. And that's uh, we work a lot on unpicking what those are and creating new beliefs moving forward so that we can overcome that relationship with food challenge.
0: Yeah, which is so important. So you help people with their transformation. Is it just about food or is it about everything around
1: It's about everything. So my my business is called Team EMW, which is my maiden name initials, Um, but it stands for Eat, Move, Win. So we approach things very differently. You know, most women, when they come to me, have typically used food and exercise just as a tool to lose weight. And it's, it's not, you know, food is part of our culture. It's there to be enjoyed. It's one of the biggest controllables we have over our hormone health. And again, with movement, you know, Moving more is absolutely vital. Like it's the difference between, you know, 20 years time being able to get up and move about with the the grandkids and it's, you know, motions, lotion, using our joints, using our muscles is what's going to keep us moving longer. We We know that as we get older, our muscle mass deteriorates, our bone density deteriorates and movement is part of the process of helping that. But outside of those typical things, we do a lot of work on confidence, on comfort zones, You know, it's all about digging in to the person and we we tackle it. You know, anybody can follow a meal plan and a workout plan, right? Everybody can do that for 10, 12 weeks, but it's not about that. It's We have to look at the whole person and look at their life. Like, what is their family situation? What hours do they work? Do they travel? And how do we incorporate a lifestyle that works for that individual? And, you know, it really annoys me when I see people doing, oh, yeah, the black dress challenge in ten weeks, and you'll drop two dress sizes in that time. And people probably will, but it's the sustainability. Yeah, you it's won't important. keep it. Like yeah, <laughs> to, if it's weight loss as the goal, you want to be able to keep it off and have you know the positive relationship with food, the the consistency and and movement, whether that's weight training or running or whatever it is, it's being able to keep doing it when that time ends.
0: And I think it's difficult, especially for women around my age who haven't done fitness before to start Um, Mm -hmm. I talk to people all the time who say you know I would like to to do some kind of fitness I've realized I'm not strong but you know that they feel they have to go to a gym and that can seem terrifying to walk into a gym when you've not done that before and to start a fitness journey you almost feel like it's too late but it isn't is it it's Mm -hmm. always like you always got time to start doing things
1: absolutely and I think You know, movement, we have this whole, oh, I have to go to the gym. And if you're not somebody that likes the thought of a gym or wants to go and be in a gym, then you don't have to do that. You know, one of the the very early things that we do with our clients is simply get them moving more, you know, just getting out for a walk 20 minutes a day or getting their steps up. And that not only from a focus point of view and making your sleep quality better, because that's a whole other part of the process, is, is just getting out there and getting moving and almost starting where somebody is. You know, some people might have the, you know, they're a bit gym curious and they want to go to a gym, but they're just nervous or intimidated. And that's where we'd say, you know, get a coach. It's like the quickest way possible to get your confidence and get over that imposter syndrome almost that we have going into the gym and I had this, I was doing a, a session in my membership yesterday and there's a, a lady that's just joined the gym and she was, she's like, I'm on the treadmill. She was actually on the treadmill. I'm on the treadmill just now and I'm watching the weights room. She's like, so I can get up, see what everybody else is doing and see what everybody else is like. So I've then, you know, I don't want to be the beginner. And I was like, you've got to remember, everybody has been the beginner. Every single person has been the beginner at some stage. And you'll probably find People will fall over themselves to help you if you go in there solo and you're like, oh, and I've been in gyms before, and I'm a qualified personal trainer. I know my way around a gym. But if you go into a new gym, you're kind of looking around, getting the lay of the land. People will still come over and go, do you need a hand? And I'm like, yeah, where's where's the dumbbells? You know. So it's it's that environment tends to be a really positive, friendly environment anyway. But I think the best advice I can give for somebody who's not in that place to go to a gym. As start where you are, just get moving more. You know, if you've got the obligatory pile of stuff at the bottom of the stairs, which every household has, instead of taking it all up in a winny, take it up, do two two trips. You know, just adding in a little bit more movement into your day to day life. Is so yeah, fun.
0: just starting small. What do you wish people knew about nutrition and about fitness that? you you feel like if they just knew this it would be easier on them
1: (laughs) right so this is a statement I don't know if this answers the question but this is a statement that I hear quite a lot of I just need to lose some weight but it's not working right so if that just is actually quite important it's about understanding how important nutrition movement and the mindset work is it's not it's really not just a here's a meal plan and a lot of people have that expectation of, are you just going to give me a meal plan? Like, no, because if I put you a meal plan in, and I've got you, like most weight loss or health meal plans will be a combination of chicken rice and broccoli. right It is just that, yeah, <laughs> awful. Like, oh my god! And I've had meal plans like that in the past. I'm going like, to what is this? I'm not eating that. Um, and it's it's not about eating clean. It's not about imposing really hard and fast rules with. We have built it up in our heads that nutrition and movement is hard and it's time-consuming and it means that we're not going to have fun and we're going to have a really boring life. And it's really not that about that at all. You know, I make it, for some of my clients, I make it mandatory that they have crisps. I make it mandatory that they have chocolate every day. I make it mandatory that they have wine. Because I like this way of doing it. <laughs> <that>. I mean, <laughs> if we start doing what we're doing, but just slightly better... You're going to be more consistent, you're going to get the approach, and it's the same as what every coach teaches, and no matter what industry it is, the consistency and patience works. It's not very sexy, it's not as sexy as going, If you cut out sugar for the next 12 weeks, you're gonna, you know, you'll never crave sugar ever, ever again. You probably will. And cutting out sugar is not I tried really- to cut out sugar and I lasted a day and a half. I, I don't even think I could do that, like, generally, don't think I could do it. Like, If you think of it like, and it sounds sexy and it sounds cool, but if you think like fruit. It's sugar. Like you can't technically cut out sugar. And I get the whole concept of I like a hard and fast rule because a lot of my clients do like that because they can control it. They can control a hard and fast rule. But long term, when it comes to food and movement, you can't because life happens. Yeah. You know, The dog's going to need to go to the vet. The car needs an MOT. Your kid's gonna fall over, and I've get... done some
0: of these things where it's like, okay, this is you can eat this, and this is all you can eat. Mm. And the problem with that, like in my lifestyle, I travel all the time. The second I am out of my house, it all <laughs> goes down the pan. Because the look, minute oh, you oh. get a hotel buffet, you're here yeah, to it. <laughs> it's ruined. And and lots of people, I think, have this all or nothing approach. I'm definitely that. You know, if I'm doing something and one part goes wrong. I fall down on one part then it's like I've ruined it all I may as well just forget the whole thing and eat burgers it's (laughs) like that's what goes through my head
1: (laughs) you're not alone you're not alone that is is so common and that's you know we teach habit-based coaching so we have nutritional habits lifestyle habits movement habits and we're building slowly so that you know it's not about being perfect you know one of our 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 mantras is progress not perfection and it's just been a little bit better every single day, a little bit, doing things a little bit differently. Uh, And over time, that will be the thing that gets results. If you think about the all or nothing cycle, it's peaks and troughs, peaks and troughs. But if you think about slow, steady, you know, consistent changes, that is going to ultimately lead to the, the big changes. And that's where I think, you know, people almost want the all or nothing. They almost want make it hard because if it's hard i put in loads of effort and I'll get results and I'll do it but that's when we get the crushing lows as well and that can be a bit of a mindset shift especially for the high performers and the high achievers to be able to go we're doing this differently and we're going to take it slower and it's going to be easier but you're not going to be perfect and that almost can be quite hard for people to overcome the whole but I want to be perfect, because I'm right, perfect isn't ever it? Ever there's ever. so much of this that is like the business journey
0: because pretty much everything you've said so far is what I teach people when it comes to business (laughs) like you know you need to be consistent and you need to do it slower and if you try and have it stack everything in one go you will you will fail and then you will think I'm rubbish at business and therefore I'm never going to try it again when actually it's just that you tried things too, you made things too hard on yourself and it doesn't have to be hard um it needs to be sustainable it's so funny how I have clients with business that are all or nothing. You know, I want to make seven figures or nothing. Like, you know, whereas there's a middle ground there that we can get to and then work up to the seven right. figures. And I think it's exactly the same. And um, our mindsets, we know we can change our mindsets when it comes to business. Like I've seen it so many times, and yet we find it much more difficult when it comes to changing. Uh, our lifestyle really and our habits around nutrition and around fitness. And actually, what I've definitely seen is people that are able to make those transformations when it comes to themselves, their, their own bodies, and their own mindset in how they feel and the confidence they're the people that become really good at business because they've done the, the thing that they think is really hard for them. And so then business feels easier
1: and vice versa, I yeah. think. We find that as well. And I'm finding, you know, women who are quite successful in their businesses, they find it really challenging to make that leap to work on themselves because everything has been, till that point, has been, it's all about the business. It's all about, I need to invest in the business. And you're like, well, actually, have you thought about investing in yourself as actually a business expense, you know, for yeah. some people, because they once they start seeing that, okay, I'm holding my back, myself back here a little bit and I'm not really sure why, I think it's actually me and how I feel about me. And if I can overcome that, then that is going to be a direct knock-on effect to the performance of my business and how visible I am. Um, and it's a, it's a really interesting concept, and I love seeing, you know, the, the thought process when I'm working with entrepreneurs of, oh, yeah, actually, I can see I can see that. And but it can be a really hard place to get to because like one of the phrases I hear quite a lot, I know what to do. I'm just not I just don't know.
0: Yeah,
1: actually, you probably do know what to do, but it's how you don't know the how to do it. And that's where we talk about, you know, doing things slower, doing the habit stacking which is a very different approach for most people.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've, because of health, I have tried in the past about three years ago to get myself sorted out. Like I knew I had to lose a bit of weight because it was having such a massive impact on my energy at work. And I knew I needed more energy. And I worked with a, a trauma specialist, hypnotist, I guess you'd call her. And although what she did could help like for two weeks the problem with these kind of approaches is that the second that you're not working with them all the weight goes back on because they only know how to help you enough to get the testimonial at the end of it and that's not the point of it like it's a, a much longer thing than that and so it's about changing things within you and your own mindset, rather than these quick fixes, like, you know, I'll just go to a hypnotherapist and and fix it that way. Or, you know, I'll just do lighter life and fix it that way. Like these quick fixes don't work. It needs something longer term.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And that's, you know, that's that's the sexiness factor. of Oh, if you only eat between 12 and six, then you're going to lose all this weight and you're going to have more energy. Yeah, you are probably going to lose more weight because you're not going to be eating as much as you normally would. But what happens when you've got a meal at eight o'clock? Like, you can't put a hard and fast rule on your life like that, can you? No, like, it gets very dull when you do. Yeah, you're like, sorry. I'm not like, <laughs> there's nothing. Like, this is one of my bugbears. And I hear it all the time. You know, you might be out at a restaurant or you're out somewhere and the kids are getting an ice cream and you hear mum going, oh, mommy can't have that. She's on a diet. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, you're, you're then teaching your kids that mummy doesn't eat because she's trying to change her body. Like, that's it's that that's not part of the the process that we teach we want to be able to have fun and enjoyment with the people that we love and food is often part of that so we need to make sure that fits in with life
0: and that's a, a really good way of thinking about it and i really want to leave this podcast with you having the knowledge that being thinner won't make you more confident being thinner will not make you more money. Being thinner will not change anything, other than your health. If if and not always that, even not you know, that. not always that. So, um, if you are deciding to do any kind of transformation, please make sure it's for the right reasons and and the reasons are health and the reason is the things that you want to get out of it, rather than the what we see online a lot of the time, which is that you'll make more money if you're thinner it's you know just ignore that kind of stuff amazing thank you so much for being here emma if people want to get in touch with you because they've realized that that they need some help in this area where is the best place that they can do that
1: i will share my instagram handle not my facebook because that has my surname and no one will ever find me. (laughs) instagram find me at emma team emw which so that's a bit easier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone
0: at EMW, will put that in the show notes as well. Thank you for being here today. And thank you guys for listening. As always, I'll be back next week with another episode of Making Money Online. Thank you for listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson. If you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching, go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch and let's get you making money online.